Brown bread, 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 brown bread. It's a sugar-coated way to really say dead. Let's talk life and death and body your final breath. Brown bread, 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 brown bread. This is Brown Bread. It's a podcast about death, but it's a comedy. Subscribe immediately or else you will all go to hell. This week I am sounding my air horn for the one and only, and he really is a one-off, it's Bobby Mayer. (laughs) Bobby. Hello. Life and death. Yes. Discuss. Okay. (laughs) What do you think? What do I think about life? And death. And death. Yeah. Okay, well, death is terrifying. Generally, I'm terrified of dying. I like existing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think um, that I'm so... I think everyone's so scared of death. That's why we're so obsessed with the apocalypse. Oh. Because there's a small part of everybody that would rather the whole world ends, and that's easier to consider than the fact that it could exist without me. (laughs) And does most of the time. Okay, so we're just going to all get nuked, and that'll be yeah. that. Yeah, I think, in terms of the correlation between life and death, I think everyone's whole point of life is trying to make them forget that they're about to die. Yeah. I mean, the more I do this, the more kind of depressed I'm feeling, actually, and you've, you've summed it up there. We might as well finish this podcast series here. Last leg lists. Not easy to say if you've got a speech impediment Perhaps you want to swim with dolphins Or sleep with the president Last leg list I feel like my life is broken up into like Career, family And then just like Personal Odd odd thoughts (laughs) That aren't related to either In terms of career I just want to keep doing what I'm doing, and I hope that uh, people uh, give me a lot of praise and then money. Uh, That's like the, in terms of like family, I guess I hope that uh, maybe like have a a wife, which I'm going to have soon. Yeah, I think you've ticked that box nearly, haven't you? Yeah, but then then to keep that going, who knows how that's, that, you know. It's a good point. To keep it going, and then maybe children. Because I, I, I think children are... I used to think I never wanted children. But then I was um, in a hospital once and uh, there was this old lady and she was alone on a stretcher and she was like 90 and like skinny and like just a kind of a bag of bones. And she's just screaming like, Ow! Ow! Oh no! Ow! And everyone was laughing. Like, everyone in the waiting room was laughing, but this lady was, like, 95 and alone and dying. But it was, she was dying in a really funny way, so everyone was having a good time. But I thought, man, you should have been nicer to people the whole way along. You should have, when you were 70, you should have been nice to some 40-year-olds, so that now when you're 95, those 40-year-olds would be retiring and taking care of you. They weren't there. No, no one was there. This lady was alone, and everyone that was near her was laughing at how funny she was when she was dying. That's kids, I think, is an important thing. Yeah. So that when you're old, you're not alone. What about that odd thoughts compartment? Odd thoughts? Um, just leave everything and, like, go live on a mountain or something. Like, you have those, like, that, like, just, like, some kind of manifest destiny. I want to be a man thoughts and feelings. Like, I just want to, I, I just want to connect with yeah. whatever that is. Like, have sex with a rock. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not, I don't know. I don't know why I really got on board with that fantasy. That's where it took me. Yeah. <laughs> Death row dinner. Forget calorie counting and enjoy the last supper. But there's no going back for seconds or taking some home in a torpor. Death row dinner. I was looking at um, kind of famous last meals of people on death row and there was a guy in Florida who chose a single olive with the pit in it still. Really? And I just thought that was the most murdery sounding dinner, you know? Yeah, I feel like he was just punishing himself for all the people he killed. Yeah, maybe. Especially with that pit in it, you know? Yeah, that's disgusting. I hate <laughs> olives to begin with. Yeah. I only have eaten like two in my whole life and I thought they were both gross. Were they green or black? I don't remember. Oh, was it that bad? Yeah. They're awful things. But, but I thought that meal kind of said a lot about him. I feel like he was just having like one last stab at the earth. Like, ha ha, this is a spine chilling choice. So since I was like six years old, I've always loved peanut butter and sugar sandwiches. Whoa. So I, I, I not with two, one piece of bread, a lot of smooth peanut butter, mm. and then sugar on it. And then you fold the one piece of bread over. It's very important that that's how you make the sandwich. So you bite into it. You just get a rush of sugar in your mouth. White sugar, brown sugar. Yeah, white sugar. sugar never yeah. brown sugar. And, and that would be my last meal, but I would have to make the sandwiches because I know how I like them made and where I want the quantity of the peanut butter. A lot in the middle and a lot around the edge. A lot of peanut butter, like twice as much as you should put on. <laughs> and then I want a glass of fresh milk. Okay. Uh, skim, possibly 2%, not homogenized. <laughs> a big glass, about a half a liter of milk. Yeah. And um, then for dessert, I want strawberry cheesecake ice cream. Ooh. That's how I feel. Sounds like a kid's party. Yeah, well, yeah, if you're dying, it's, I, my, my tastes haven't evolved. I'm not like, <laughs> oh, I'd like a pheasant. <laughs> Can I get a pheasant? And um, three roast potatoes. No, I want peanut butter, milk, ice cream. And how, I mean, how would the sandwich be cut or do you just keep it as two bits of bread? Is it like a triangle? No, it's not. It's, I told you. It's a folded over oh. one piece oh, of bread sorry, sandwich. Sorry. You have four of them, yeah. generally. Yeah. Three if you have already eaten dinner, but four if it's a meal. Okay. Never two. At least three every time. <laughs> the amount of sugar on them is uncomfortable. Like if someone <laughs> saw you put the sugar on, they would say, you're going to get diabetes. And then you'd say, it's my last meal. I don't care. But I'm just glad that you are making it for yourself because I think I'd get it wrong. I didn't even catch the sandwich bit. I know it's well. It's very important. I'm not letting. I'm not leaving my last meal <laughs> up the chance for some person who's killing me. Meet your maker. Maybe you'll go and knocking on the doors of heaven. I'll be reincarnated as a miniature schnauzer named Kevin. Meet your maker. I, I remember bumping into you at Latitude a few years ago. Yeah. And you told me this story about. Um, I think you were like on mushrooms or something and you saw all these fairies and angels. Oh yeah, one time I did mushrooms and then I, um, this fairy came towards me and they gave me a pill and then I took the pill then I got tunnel vision then my last memory was falling into a river but then I woke up and I was in the middle of a forest and I was on this muddy hill and I was on a mattress. Oh, I don't think I remember the last bit of the story because I was going to say the first bit sounded quite heavenly but... Yeah, well there's a chance that I died in that river and this is my afterlife. <laughs> I don't know. There's something I hope don't happen. Like someone told me that, uh, have you heard of DMT? Mm -mm. So DMT is this drug people take now. That it's like a hallucinogen, a really intense hallucinogen. And DMT is the chemical that's released in your brain that makes you dream. Okay. So think um, a drop of DMT is released for a second in your brain and that 
causes several hours of dreaming sensation, but it's really a couple seconds. Oh. Now, when you die, if, if that's the equivalent of a drop, a whole river of DMT is released when you die for like seven minutes. So some people are theorizing now that when you're dead, that seven minutes actually feels like eternity. So the afterlife is actually just this eternal DMT-induced dream in the last seven minutes between life and death. Now, there are... It wouldn't work if you were, like, beheaded. <laughs> so I think if you're beheaded, you just miss out on the afterlife in this variation because there would be no DMT rush. Your just head's gone and you're dead. Can you choose whether it's, a, like, a nice dream or a nightmare? No, that's the thing. I have horrible dreams all yeah. the time. So I, this version of the afterlife terrifies me because it just makes me think that my life is going to be a nightmare where my teeth fall out and Nazis are chasing me. The way I would weigh, at least with heaven and hell, there's a logic, you know? Yeah. Wait, I, if I'm good, I go to heaven. If I'm bad, I go to hell. With this, no matter what I do, I'm just an anxious person, so I have to suffer for eternity in my own personal hell. And you're probably, like, naked at work or running through corridors being chased. Yes, or I'm about to masturbate. My penis just turns into my childhood <laughs> dog, um. and then I'm petting my dog. <laughs> This is horrible. <laughs> and yes, we will all have nightmares this evening. It's your funeral. Do what you want. Make it glitz, glam or grungy. You could even pre-record a rap sermon or come in on a bungee. It's your funeral. How do you imagine your funeral to be? Or what would you like for your funeral? No matter what, I want everyone to be sad. I want my death to at least ruin three people's lives who I didn't even care about that much. Ah, good So one. I want every Facebook status. I want a giant funeral. There'll be a hashtag, surely. I, yeah, I think, I think I've had enough TV exposure that people would pretend they liked me more than they ever did. Like, I've met a ton of celebrities, and none of them would know my name, but if I died, then it would give them an opportunity to say they met me. Like, they'd pull out the one selfie that you had together, and it would be all over their wall. Yeah, I want all of that. Remind me to get a selfie with you at the end. That, okay. <laughs> and I, that's what I want. I just want people in pain. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like... Just a grandiose, ridiculous funeral. With women crying whose names I wouldn't even know. Like maybe face veils on the women? Lots of veils. Yeah. I want, I've told uh, me and Harriet, who I think you might also have on your podcast. We definitely do. Well, I don't know if she's going to get edited out. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> she could be edited out. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you have to make cuts sometimes. People get on the cutting room floor. Um, but I would say... I want her to move on. Okay. And marry quickly again. I know it'd be someone I know. That's always how it is. She would prefer that I don't move on. She prefers I just am celibate for the rest of my life. Which I think is ridiculous, you know. If I die, I don't want to have like at my funeral. I don't think the meeting should happen at my funeral. But yeah. soon afterwards, yeah. It's going to be really stressful when one or the other of you dies for everybody knowing this information. No, it's not. Well, it will be for me. I'm, I'm saying it's open, se open season. <laughs> it's open, open season on my fiance. Yeah. If I'm three months after I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> Swan song. What? Farewell tune will send you off now you're no longer fine fettle. Perhaps disco, electronic ambient, or the aptly named death metal. Swan song. Um, I did hear you sing K Sarah Sarah once. I think it's in the Filthy Immigrant. Oh yeah. And that stuck in my mind. It's stuck in my ears actually. It's an earworm. When I was just a 
I, I thought maybe, would you like to go out to that? Have you I don't know, I don't want it? myself singing at my own funeral. <laughs> I think that's too narcissistic. <laughs> but what I would like, no. I want, okay, I once saw this guy at a street fair, like, well, everyone walked by in the day. He just had, like, a, a band with him, and he wasn't very good, but he was singing I Did It My Way. Ah. And it's like, clearly you didn't. You're singing at a street fair. <laughs> but, like, well, people just walk by and don't listen to you. But the song I Did It My Way is nice. If you had like an old Elvis impersonator singing that, okay, or now, Frank Sinatra yeah. impersonator, that would be good. I'm on board with that extra element. What about in your case, Sarah, Sarah, um, voice singing? I did it my way. Well, but my case, Sarah, is about what? Well, I, I you said, basically shouted the song, and I enjoyed but, it. Yeah, <laughs> but then the twist at the end is my mom didn't love me. Yeah, that's not what you want at your funeral. But you're going out on a laugh. Yeah. I don't think people would laugh. I think the tone of it is too uncomfortable at a funeral. Okay, so I did it my way. Yeah, that's what I'd go with. Okay, I, I think that's a good choice. Thank you. You're welcome. Apart from um, having done this podcast, of course. Yes. How else, or for what else would you like to be remembered? I've just accepted I won't, you, you don't make that much of an impact unless you like build a nuclear bomb or something. <laughs> There's not really that much of a way for people to give a shit that you existed, so you just have to enjoy right now. So, or, or build a nuclear bomb. Yeah, something. What about those tweets and stuff that you said might be coming in initially? What sort of things do you want them to be saying apart from... Oh, like, initially. Yeah. I loved him. He was great. I always was in love with him but never knew how to tell him. I prefer <laughs> that. I want that from a lot of people. I want yeah. that from men, women, anyone. I always get tweets from people that say, uh, I don't know why, and I know this is weird, but I, I think Bobby Bear is attractive. <laughs> Like, and there's all, it did not all, I get that like once every few months, someone will tweet almost exactly that. Oh, like a very, it's always a version of this is disgusting, but I think he's attractive. I think in my death, I just want someone to say, I found him attractive and I'm not ashamed of it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> say I gifted you an extra year of life. Okay. Would you like to keep it for yourself? Yeah. Or would you like to give it to somebody who's already passed away? Myself. <laughs> Straight up. They're dead. I know, but you could experience another year on the planet with them if you wanted. I'm not sure. Well, it, are they brought back to life in the sense that, like, everyone knows they were dead and they everyone knows they are now, like, a zombified version of themselves for a year? Or are they brought back to life in the sense of it's, like, a fairy tale and it's like they didn't die? I mean, I have to say, Bobby, I've not really thought that far ahead. Okay. <laughs> but if you want to elaborate on the fairy tale version... I'm going to say, if it's a... If there, I, don't, I, I would choose myself not dying over a zombified version of, like, a cousin. But you'd think, like, oh, what if it was, uh, like, someone like Gandhi or Martin Luther King, give them the year. Mm. But then we don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. We don't know. They could in their last year just said some really weird shit that undermined everything else they said. This is true. And there is a lot of risks involved. Gandhi just starts smelling people in the street or something. We don't know what he's going to get <laughs> up to. And then you're like, oh, man, you had some good ideas before. Stop smelling people. 
So I'm just going to ask you if there's anything you want to plug or chat about. Or There's nothing I want to plug specifically. I would say is uh, if you're listening to this and you found me in any way amusing, when I do comedy, I'm much funnier than when I'm constantly talking about death. <laughs> so if you think I'm funny when I'm talking about bleak death... <laughs> Uh, then you'd be surprised when I talk about anything else, <laughs> how funny I can be. So you should find me on the internet. Oh, Lord, you've not disappointed me, Bobby Mayer. Thank you. Good. <laughs> disappointed only myself and your <laughs> listeners. Our million listeners. I, well, there might be. We don't know. It's a good theme for vodka. Death is a very... Everybody knows about it. You heard it here. I think we couldn't use that as a, as a review. Everyone's going to die, so this is a podcast for everybody. You're right. Yeah. If you're a mortal and you're listening, this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> Soundbite. Brown that. bread is not the podcast for you if you're going to live forever. But if you're going to rot slowly <laughs> in a pool of your own shit <laughs> while you bury your loved ones one after one after one, well then, brown bread might just be a podcast that entertains you. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe, please. <laughs> This was Brown Bread with me, Annika Harry. My guest was Bobby Mayer. The episode was produced by Louise Afsal Ferkel with music from Grace Savage and post by Ben Warledge. I did it my way.